With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Ken Miller, Trent Condon. They are Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Hi, right, good morning, everybody, and welcome in. It's Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Glad you're with us as we talk the world of sports with you for the next couple of hours, every Monday through Friday from 10 until noon, well, the exception being this Thursday as we have uh, State High School Wrestling, which will uh, take Trent down to Wells Fargo Arena as he brings that uh, to you live uh, during our show. Busy show here today. The guest list, Trent, i got to be honest, I thought I was doing the right thing yesterday. <laughs> at about four o'clock in the afternoon, when I my mind got around to today, and I'm lining up to get well, uh-huh. the biggest story of the weekend, clearly Iowa State, and that disappointing, uh, head scratching loss to TCU. So we'll we'll do that at ten thirty. Mm, that wasn't the biggest story of the weekend in the state. It's a big story, but obviously the biggest story was going to take place about three and a half hours later after I worked on that in Iowa City. Uh, as you mentioned in your update, boy, the first 36 minutes were one thing. The last four were a whole different animal. Win probability, this is something, this is the one of the biggest comebacks in college basketball this year, as you'd anticipate. 99.1%, though, ESPN's win probability with four and a half minutes to play. And that was crazy, being down 15 at that point for uh-huh. Iowa. But being down 11 with just over two minutes mm-hmm. to play. Two and a half, 240, something like right that. Right in that range. Yeah. That even might be bigger than, than yeah. being down 15 with four and a half, mm-hmm. just in terms of timing. But right. it was a perfect well, they confluence were down of events. 12 when Gaines hit both of them. So that would yes. have been 12, and then Bohannon hit the his first three. 15 points. and yeah. uh, Amazing. He is, he's the guy you want shooting a shot. Clutch, Trent Condon. Mm-hmm. He's clutch is what he is. Look, they caught a huge break. Connor McCaffrey, I think, was going to turn the basketball over uh, on the kick ball. Yeah. I don't know who yep. it was going to. I thought he was, the ball was, I think he was trying to hit Weisskamp cutting through the middle. Mm-hmm. And it was going to be, I thought behind him, certainly it wasn't going to be anything with three seconds left in the game. He was probably going to have any opportunity to do, to get the shot that he wanted. But it was a free timeout. I get the outcries and um, the uproar. Or to that's a rule that needs to be changed. Look, it probably does. Uh, I don't know how you're going to change it. What yeah. you got to keep keep the team on the other end under the uh, the basket that they're defending away from their bench or whatever. But McCaffrey was fortunate enough to be able to draw up a play. He had a different uh, two or three different options. I think I listened to his press conference. I think he had an option for everybody, but Connor McCaffrey, who was inbounding mm-hmm. the ball. Yep. Yeah, and that's the thing that kind of drives me nuts about Fran McCaffrey. His in the past, I've complained about his usage of timeouts, especially in late-game situations. Mm-hmm. He's one of the coaches, and we've heard this from plenty of coaches, but their theory is the players will make the plays. I, I They have been coached up. They should understand what to do in those situations. The reason it drives me crazy is because he trusts up really good plays. Yeah. He's good at those out-of-timeouts. 
you think of the times that they score after timeouts uh-huh. or coming back from an under 16, under 12, whatever it is. He's really good in those situations. Play to your strengths, Fran. You're good at this. And he drew up a great play there. He, he really did. I mean, this, this, this was such a disappointing – there was the first 36 minutes, no way in hell that this is going Iowa's way. No. I mean, it's Jordan Bohannon two minutes before the, you know, the remarkable final three or four minutes of the game that he put together. He missed a breakaway layup for crying out loud. <laughs> How many did Tyler Cook miss? He was on the free throw line for – he missed the first two front ends of a one-on-one. Yes. Remember that? They basically should count as two misses. They should count as two misses. And then Gaines, subsequent to that, Gaines, who had made both of his free throws under three minutes, he gets an opportunity for a one-on-one, misses the front end, Law misses the back end, mm-hmm. Wieskamp gets a rebound. Trent, um, here's, a, here's a basket that's, I think, look at, you were never – it's always about Bohannon. When we think back to this, a lot of things will be lost. Weisskamp's three will be probably lost in this. Moss's runner in the lane was massive. Tough shot. Yes, it was. Down by three. That's normally, all right, pull up. Because there was, what, yep. 15 seconds, something uh, like that? 16, something, yeah, 18, somewhere around there. That's normally pull up, even uh-huh. with a hand in your face, and try the three. Mm-hmm. Goes right to the lane. It yep. was a difficult shot. He finishes with it. You need a little luck. You mentioned the missed free throws, but... It turns out Iowa's way in. And this, this is a big difference with this Iowa basketball team. I talked about the swagger on, on Friday's show after the win against Indiana and that swagger coming back, but also the toughness. How many times have we seen Fran McCaffrey's teams late in the year when they've wilted? You know, 14 mm-hmm. and 16, the two biggest mm-hmm. examples of that. But a lot of times the biggest question was about that toughness component. This team seems gritty. They seem tough. They seem to have that edge to them. Well, Tyler Cook, did you see what he said after the game? Last he was year, calling la- out the fans. Well, that and la- last year, well, relief. And yeah. Look, I, I can't. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, that, that's not your spot. Right. I'm 10 miles down I-80 yeah, heading, right, heading right. Uh, west at that point. You're stopping at Williamsburg yeah, at I'm, the outlet ball. Well, it depends. It's crunches with you. If she is, yeah. Sunday night, I probably would have caught a break, but I'm not, gonna, <laughs> I'm not going to uh, be critical of them. Look, I left Super Bowls early, all right? I left right. the Rose Bowl at halftime. Um, but... It's it's just Tyler Cook said um, last year's team doesn't doesn't come doesn't complete this comeback. Mm-hmm. This is the same no team doubt. with the exception of Ice Camp. Yeah, outside of Weeskamp, there is nobody different on right. this team. It is the same collection. I mean, mm-hmm. Brady Ellingson isn't there in Ahmad Wagner, but those guys didn't have roles. Yeah, the same guys on the floor with the exception of the freshman. Right, and, and he's very open. I thought last and year's team does not pull this off. His drive on the baseline there, Leighton, that was yes. a really big one. Yep. I just. This team, it feels like a game like this maybe changes the, the thought process even more. Well, how much would this look? I, the, the poor kids in Ames got to live with that stinker for a week, mm-hmm. for a whole week. Yes. It would have been the same in Iowa City because it was a, an almost both games mirrored each other. Iowa State was bad. I thought we were watching the same game for 36 minutes. We were. Yeah. We were watching the same game. Anytime, Iowa was bad for 36 yes. minutes. Anytime in the Iowa State game. They'd have even a mini run, a couple mm-hmm. of buckets in a row. TCU would score. Yep, and, and usually be in, Northwestern. And usually it would be in layup fashion. Yes, it did. That was embarrassing. My God, that was embarrassing. Uh, defensive effort. We'll get to that in a second. Dylan Mont's coming up. Bottom of the hour. Uh, Scott Dockman at eleven fifteen. Will uh, Doc was uh, part of the media scrum after the game last night. I watched it on Big Ten Network. I don't know if I've ever stuck around on Big Ten Network after a game. I it's pretty good. It, it wasn't bad at all. Yeah. Uh, they had Collins press conference, and you know, understandably, he was a little bit. I mean, you feel bad for those kids. Oh, no doubt. They played really well. Trent. Vic Law 
Yeah. And, and 19 the thing, in the first half and then, what, five in the second half, I want to say? And they talked right away. He hit that first shot, and they said how much he was struggling. He was 4 of 24 from three over the last mm. five games. And 5 of 30 from two. Mm. I mean, you can understand a guy, especially a guy like him, that mm-hmm. is, I, he's a good shooter. But he's not an elite level guy. All right, he's struggling with the shot a little bit. Yeah. But then to couple it with being 5 of 30 from inside the three-point line, and he comes out and is just a monster in the first he, half. He, he couldn't miss. Conversely, uh, Northwestern uh, in, the, in the second half, it's like they've never seen a press before. Right. I mean, they clamped them down, and then they forced them to the sidelines time after time after time so they could, you know, try and uh, uh, trap the ball. It was it was, it was was a thing of beauty, Trent, the final form, as bad as the first 36 were, and they were awful, unless you were rooting for Northwestern. Uh, the final four minutes, even before that, you know, the, the, the defense that they needed to get them, give themselves an opportunity to get back into the basketball game. Uh, played very well. All right, let's do Iowa State. Uh, then we, I want to move around a little bit here because I do want to, you know, pick your brain on what you did on Saturday night. I got to be honest with you. Saturday night, that five o'clock window, mm-hmm. Duke, Virginia, uh, Baylor and K State. I thought I was the last thing I was going to do was watch a lot of you and I and Drake. <laughs> Trent, that was a fun basketball game. And I guess if I had to break down percentage wise of the three, I probably watched 10%. The hundred percent of that window, ten percent was the uh, was the two behemoths, Duke uh-huh. and Virginia. Maybe the twenty percent was the Big Twelve tilt. I watched the Valley game from the Nap Center. The place was banged out. There was what fifty five hundred people in attendance. Um, it was a fun game. I enjoyed it. I'm assuming that it was you know you had a didn't go your way. No, no. But but the environment itself, you had to you know be glad that you were there. Yeah, it was it was a really good environment. And I this is my first Drake game that I've been to in a couple of years. Usually try to make it over at least to the Drake U and I game, maybe one other. Haven't though the last couple of years. And you know the beer. Well, the beer line was long, so I didn't even get a. Hang on a second. The beer line. Yes. So there's one. One that I found, and it. Here's another thing. So we go. So down, it's not at the concession stands. It's an actual away. Right. Gotcha. Yep. Okay. It's tucked back behind one of the corners, and that's where. So they make your work for your beer, is what yes, you're saying. Yeah. Gotcha. And there isn't anybody walking through the stands with Bud Lights. No, I don't. And, I wouldn't expect that, but I would expect maybe a couple of them. Well, and probably for most games, that's fine. Yeah. Good point. But a lot of Panther people mm-hmm. wanted to have a cocktail while they're mm-hmm. at the game, and went down. And right as we walked down the stairs, as we're on the upper level, the general admission seating, went down the stairs, and it just shows you the difference between an MVC game and being at an Iowa State game or an Iowa game. We walked down, and as we go down the stairs, it's right by the Drake locker room. They're coming out on the floor. So me and my buddies followed Drake out onto the hardwood as we're looking <laughs> for the beer line. But it's just, I mean, nobody's standing there, no security. Just, right. you know, it's the nap center. You're going to watch a ball game, and it, it's all good. But, yeah, we saw the line and said, I'm not going to try that. And it was long all game long. So do they, is it just one beer? I mean, one brand? Did, no, I, did, I, did I you think get they, close enough to, no, is I there get, options? I'm sure there's options. I didn't get close enough to search into it. I would have had a beer light. You know, I'm not real picky as it pertains to that. Right. I don't need anything craft or anything like no, that. No, no, just, uh, just, I'm a just curious. Uh, McGlynn was into it. Uh, yes. that, that, that I'll take away from the game. I really like, uh, and look, I like some part pizza, this, pieces of this Drake team. This is a team, a Drake team for the first time in years that actually, there's a pulse. Yes. And to do it after the Norton injury where mm-hmm. it felt like crushing right, this season's over. Nice start, fun story for a while, but we're not talking about Drake again. Maybe we'll talk about him in the MVC tournament, but that'll mm-hmm. be it. Mm-hmm. And here they are, keep winning yeah. games. And a realist, 
They're going to play Friday night. I think they're going to be, don't you think they're the three seed in all likelihood? Maybe the two. Illinois State lost a tough oh one. Oh, my God. That was just unbelievable. After a scrum, if you missed it, go on Twitter. It's I retweeted everywhere. it last night. It is. There's a scrum for the basketball. They're down. Illinois State's leading by two over most State. Yep. Missouri State gets it back. Half-court heave. Banks it in for Trent, the game. Trent, there were six guys minimum on the floor going for that basketball. Unthinkable loss. It, it was. What did you think of could, Green? You, this was your first time yeah. you've seen him since high school. What did, In person. I don't yes. think you'd seen you and I, had you? This no, year? no, hadn't seen the uh, what, what did you think of him? He's good. He, he controls the game. They, they put so much on his shoulders, though. Watching this UNI team, and I, as I have throughout bits of the season, uh-huh. it really feels like they should be better than they are. This is a team, you look at the individual piece. A.J. Green's really good. Yeah, Lowhouse is a nice player. Lowhouse is a nice Pickford's player. Pickford's a nice player. And his athleticism, now, he's still working his way back. I think a healthy Taiwan pick for this team would be better. He was that small ball four that they could get away mm-hmm. with in some lineups, and they just haven't been able to do that a ton. The Burhau kid, the transfer from Pepperdine from Minnesota, he's a really nice player. But I think the problem is McConnell, who's their big guy in the middle. In the past, that's the Matt Schneiderman. That's the Adam Cook. They had another big guy to play with. They don't have another big guy that he can play with. Yeah. And because of that, if he was the floor... Lucas O'Rear. Right. Eagle Cedar. Gruber. Yes. Those guys yeah. that were just the thick guys, and then your skinny four, he can do his thing and shoot from the outside and have a lot more room to operate the way this UNI team's constructed. But uh, it, the story is really Drake and what DeVries has done with this group. A group that, you look at them on paper... They shouldn't be fighting for the second no, spot in the MVC. I don't think so either, especially especially after the loss. Yes, yeah, and and here they are. It's time to start to get excited. If get on that weight, get some season. If you're Des Moines a basketball team, fan, after yes. all, Trent Condon. I wonder if they have a home game this week with both Iowa and Iowa State off. Wouldn't that be? They're on the road at Southern tomorrow. That's too bad. Yes, that's too bad. All right, let's do Iowa State real quick here. Uh, I think the story of the game was well. There's a couple of stories of the game. Clearly, the defense. Uh, and when Horton Tucker, and when you can expect Halliburton not to get his because that's, that's, he's doing more than scoring for this team right now. But Horton Tucker, who's been such a big part of this, and Lindell Wigington, who struggled again mightily, uh, to shoot the basketball. Wyler Babb had a, uh, a decent game. Uh, maybe not, um, nah, he probably ended up getting his season average. But it was the defense, Trent, that scares you, that worries you a little bit because TCU's a nice team, mm-hmm. but they shouldn't beat this. This, this Iowa State team, especially, especially at Hilton Coliseum. And what was it, a 24 to 7 run or something crazy? 27 mm-hmm. to 4 run, something like that? It was, it, it just went that quickly. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, all right, here's a game, maybe a little tighter than you expected, but, and then boom. Because, like, Iowa State. Opened up, weren't they like up seven to two or something early in the game? Sounds about right. Yeah. They seem to be having their way early mm-hmm. in the game. Jacobson was involved, at least on the offensive end of the floor. Struggled a little bit defensively, but he wasn't the only guy that did that. Shea can't hit a three for his life. 13 to four was that early lead. 13 four. And then it completely turned around and it was the defensive effort at home. Yeah, you can't have it. I don't understand 20, how that happened. 21 layups, Trent, on 33 made baskets. 21 layups of the 33 were either dunks or layups. 1.21 points per possession. And we, we touched yeah. on this just momentarily. Every time Iowa State, get it within eight. Mm-hmm. Get it within ten. Answer. Right back. Yep. It, and it wasn't just hitting a tough shot with a hand in the face. It's a layup. Yep. It was a dunk. Most of the time. 
Robinson, boy, he's fun to watch. He's a good player. His ability to get in, make those angles, get into driving lanes, he is. He's a really good player. And now TCU suddenly is right back on the right side of. Yeah, you they know, went from not having no road wins. Yeah, get a real big one. They they hadn't done anything on the road. That's another reason this is so surprising. You, you could say, hey, this team might lose to TCU on the road. Okay, you can buy that. But at home, no. a team that have been this bad no. on the road? That's two losses in the Big 12 at home this year for Iowa State. And you know who doesn't normally do things like that? Kansas. Yeah. They might drop a game, mm-hmm. or they might drop a questionable road mm-hmm. game, but they don't lose those games at home. Did this cost them the, any hopes at all of winning the Big 12? I mean, obviously, now you have to go to Manhattan and win. Mm-hmm. Yes. But you had your destiny seemingly in their own hands. I mean, you're still, you were still going to have to win in Manhattan because they would have had the season sweep. Yeah. If you were looking to, to claim this title by yourselves... You had to win this game, in my opinion. I think the best that they can possibly hope for, and I don't think they have. I don't think they can. I don't think they're going to get there. I think it's K State's to lose at this point. But if you beat TCU, then you go to Manhattan, and maybe just maybe, if even if they pick you off, you get a little bit of help. It wouldn't have been as dire. Now I think they're up against the Trent. I really do. I don't see a pathway for Iowa State. To be able to claim this thing, I don't think K State's got two more losses. And, does, and if, if they don't have the two case, more, well, if that's the case, Iowa State's got to lose another game. I mean, they, they've got to go perfect. I don't think that they can. They could still get a share. I think there are at least three, if not four, more losses for K State. See, I don't see it, Trent. I don't. I think what happens tomorrow at Texas. Texas is playing very well. They're playing their best basketball of the year. I'll give you that. And if Iowa State gets them, mm-hmm. there's two. And then you're just talking about. One or two more. See, I don't think they'll get them though. I really you don't. don't. No, I think K State's a better team. The way they're team. playing right now, and and they were down most of the game on Saturday against Baylor. That yeah. was a nice comeback in that game. Wade got going. Brown got going. Um, I don't know. I think K State. Look, it's it's easy to say right now. You look at the standings; they've got a two game lead. Mm-hmm. Well, you're not going out very far on a limb, but it's not like I'm just picked up this take since uh, <laughs> you know I've had this one for a while. I think they're the best team in the league. Since that comeback in the second half against West Virginia, way back in the beginning of January, there's no doubt this is the best team mm-hmm. in the league. I mentioned in the past, I'm still concerned about them offensively, if they're going to have enough, but they play so good defensively, maybe it's not going to matter. And, and with the two-game lead, I'm starting to come around. I'm starting to buy what you're selling here. I still think there's going to be a share, and I'm still not crossing out Kansas. Well, you probably can't, uh, but Jar has been really good, and Stokes is a terrific player, and Xavier Sneed has given him a lot. I think this is the Big 12 champion this year. We'll see. It's a big spot clearly coming up uh, in Manhattan on Saturday as Iowa State will get back on the floor. And look, when once Saturday rolls around, they got to be spitting fire. Mm-hmm. I mean, to have that linger all week long and not have another an opportunity to get that bad taste out of your mouth for seven freaking days. That was Iowa was going to be in the same boat. I mean, look yep. at the two differences in these teams. One of them's... I hope they're not going to be pouting for very long, but they kind of felt pretty uh, very good getting up yesterday morning. Iowa was going to have another long week. Now they're walking around on cloud nine. You know, feeling good. And absolutely going. feeling good. They're not. They're not taking any classes off. They're walking into class with their head held high. Going to the rack on Saturday. Just a completely different feeling. Which. Rutgers has played much better. They're a tough matchup, too. Yeah, they're physical. They're going to need more from Luca Garza than, well, yeah. nothing. The last two games have been rough. That's another thing about this Iowa team, though. Seems like everybody has had those stretches where they just haven't played well, mm-hmm. but every one of them have bounced back. And I anticipate Luca Garza is going to bounce back. 
I don't think that this is a, a harbinger of things to come from no, Luka Garza. No, I love Garza. I'm not. I'm just saying that they. But Garza he's been Well, he's been in foul trouble. Mm-hmm. You know, he he's got it, and every time he's fouled, it's like he's never committed a foul in his life. It yes. was up to him. Yeah. Um, but you know what? You got him some slack. He's a hell of a player, mm-hmm. and Iowa needs him, and they're going to need him uh, down down the stretch. All right, real quick on this, I tried on Saturday night. I did. I was had nothing on. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> nothing on TV. Okay, <laughs> uh, that's a pleasant thought. Sixty year old man. Um, not nothing. Nothing was going to get in my way. as a game I had to watch. There was no hoops. I would play in a play tomorrow. Iowa State was done. Jets had already lost. I turned on Channel 8 to watch the Alliance, as it's called. The Alliance. Trent, they've sunk a whole lot of money into this product. And yes. I know that the that people are all giddy about these ratings after week number one. You don't have to look back very far to find the exact same thing about the giddiness of the ratings after week number one of the XFL. Week two... It, to me, is going to tell the entire story if this mm-hmm. league is going to make it or not. Because there is, look, the coaches. Did you see, by the way, do you know how much the players make? I looked it up. Do you have any idea? Did you look it up? I think I heard over three years it's like $250,000. you are right on the money. It's $250,000 non-guaranteed contract. But that two fifty is spread out over three years. The first year they make $70,000. Okay. And the good news is you can leave for the NFL at any time. All right. First year they make seventy. If they're still on the roster for year number two of their three year non guaranteed deal, they get a ten thousand dollar bump. Likewise, in year number three, if you're still and the league's still going, the alliance is alive, and you're in your third year, you make a hundred grand. So that I guess. I guess. And there's bonuses along the way, but did you make seventy five thousand dollars as a twenty three year old? Because I sure didn't. No, but I mean, 23 year old. When I was 23, that was 1981. <laughs> so a little bit different. All right. Did Maybe you make 50,000? I quit college because I was, because the kids were graduating. Yeah I, yeah, I was doing pretty well. I was oh, calling racist. Okay. Yeah. So um, you were the one. Yes. But for the most part. No, but I, look, I was, pro- I was probably making 45, 50, yeah. which was good money yes, back then. Yeah. I mean, introductory out of college. I mean, somebody gets a job at Wells Fargo or whatever it is. But 1980, they're making what? 18? Right. And and we don't have health benefits up there. Medicine's free. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, That's a pretty good gig. Well, I was going to be at the track your... anyways, and I got to I got to you know call them. <laughs> but these guys, this isn't no. I get your, get your point. And he got to go to Victor's to like the like the, the old Kurt days. Warner like days. We're looking over doing our show at Victor Sports Club, and there's Kurt and Brenda in the in, in the corner booth. You know, whatever their their ten dollars that they got to share. Their big meal for the yes. week. Yes. That was. I mean, the barnstormers were all there. That was one of their, uh, uh, one of the businesses that they had the training table agreement with. It's not a life of luxury, but you can get by on seventy five, and, and you have plenty of time to do other things. Mm-hmm. You can get a side gig. Well, and here's the thing: there, it's another opportunity, maybe the only opportunity, to showcase themselves in front of, especially for the quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, do, do I think that we're going to see? Is Kurt? Who's the net? Is Kurt Warner coming out of this league like he did the Arena League? Kurt Warner's in the Hall of Fame. Probably not. Probably not. What did we get the uh, the quarterback that then went to the Broncos out of the XFL? What was his name? Or maybe he was a former Bronco. I don't know. Oh, who was it? Uh, Maddox. Tommy Maddox. No, Tommy Maddox was drafted in the first. Tommy Maddox in 1992 was Broncos' first round pick. 
Dan Reese thought it's time to get rid of John Elway. Uh-huh. It's time we found Elway's replacement. 91? Might have been. It was 92 draft, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and Maddox went back and, I think, started he did. in yes. the league after did. the XFL. After he was run out of the NFL. That's like, this a might realistic be a league, scenario. Yeah, this might be a Paxton Lynch type of thing. Yeah. Although I think he's, he's, he's on the Seahawks roster um, at this point. Anyways, we'll take a timeout. Uh, as we said earlier, I thought the story that we would be recapping was Iowa State's loss. Uh, so we put Dylan Montz up first. Not that we're not excited to talk to Dylan, mm-hmm. but if you're a Hawkeye fan and you want to hear more about that improbable come from behind victory last night. We'll do that with Scott Dockerman at 11.15. Rob Doster, NBCSports.com. He joins us. We talk college basketball every Monday with Rob from a national perspective. Real quick, Shelby Mass Bracket, he joins us tomorrow. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so Iowa State still a four. Iowa State is still a four. Yes, he's moved them, however. He's taken them from the west, moved them out east, and Iowa with their improbable victory last night, actually cost them a seeding. They dropped from a 5 to a 6. And for people that say, how does that happen? Or, if you look at Ken Palm like I do, they dropped after a victory. Remember, it's Northwestern. Not just, uh, yeah, it's, it's Northwestern, mm-hmm. and it wasn't very efficient mm-hmm. win, and your defense was bad in that game. Their defensive efficiency went down. It's not just points, but it's also how you play the game. We're going to get into this a little bit deeper Uh Either with Doster, maybe just you and me will go back and forth a little bit because have some thoughts. The change from the net to the RPI, mm-hmm. how this could be a good thing. You did or a little a bad homework thing. this weekend. I, I think you got. I'm looking working. over. You feel pretty dangerous over there about the knowledge you're going to. Got a little something, for. something for you. <laughs> Boy, uh, we'll take a time out. Dylan Montz uh, will join the program next. Uh, taking you until noon as we're here every Monday through Friday from ten to noon. Glad you're with us on Des Moines Sports Station 1460 KXNO. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Sports Radio in Iowa starts and ends right here. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. I'm Miller Condon, in Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. This time tomorrow we'll be speaking with Professor Keith Miller from Drake, who's... Uh, got his finger on the pulse in sports wagering in the state of Iowa. Well, it really, to be fair, the entire country, but uh, we'll pick his brain on how he sees this going, as a lot of folks kind of have the same take that I do, that these four entities, they're going to muck this up. Everybody wants their yes. hand in it. Yes. Everybody wants their peace. And then that leads to problems. You need unity. The yeah. four of them have to go is one. If there's four different voices shouting from four different corners of the room. Anyways, uh, Keith Miller, uh, sports wagering uh, means a lot, I think, to our audience, especially here in the state of Iowa. And we'll do that tomorrow at about 1025. And then uh, Shelby Mast, our bracketologist, as well, in the same hour. Let's talk to Dylan Montz right now. He covers the Cyclones, football and basketball, for AmesTrib.com, AbesTrib.com. Dylan, Trent and Ken, before we get into the uh, basketball 
I know that you were uh, the wide receiver uh, from Miami, Cager. I can't think of his first name. He's going to Georgia. Um, how close was he, do you think, to Iowa State? Did, did Campbell and the staff get him here for a visit? Do you know, Dylan? Yeah, he was here at one point, and I know that he was in the Iowa State was in the last couple for him. And um, you know, I think the the lure of Georgia and kind of oh, I get uh, it that that program yep. it, it was enough to pull him there. But it, it's kind of an interesting situation because I think that. Uh, the snaps were a little bit more available probably at Iowa State. He could have come in and, and been the guy that kind of replaces um, the height that a Matt Eaton or a, right. a, a, Ke- a Keen Bother would have had. But, um, you know, now he's he's kind of fitting in with a, a five-star wide receiver that they just got. And then, um, you know, I think they're already pretty loaded. So, yeah, Iowa State's kind of moving on down the line here. And, um, you know, still kind of searching for that guy. And maybe he's already on the roster and maybe – um, there's still a graduate transfer out there that they can snag. In terms of scholarships, getting to the 85, do you know how close they are? Look, every season there's going to be guys that leave the program. It happens in every program. But do you know where they are in terms of scholarships right now? Uh, they just added a, a high school linebacker to the 2019 class over the weekend. So with his inclusion, once he gets signed, I believe it's two, maybe three. Um, so they do have a couple more spots where you could – come in and get a graduate transfer as a wide receiver, um, you know, maybe a defensive back. Maybe there's an offensive lineman out there. I mean, there's a couple of spots, I think, that are still up for grabs, but I know they're kind of getting down to that number, and um, you got to be uh, at that number or under that number by, I think it's the start of the season, around August, somewhere around there. So, um, yeah, there, there's still a little bit of movement out there probably, but they're they're pretty close to that magic number. Tell me one of those two is, and maybe it's already happened, but Braxton Lewis has to be put on scholarship for his final season, does he not? Did, have they done so already? Yeah, I, Not to my knowledge, they haven't. Um, I know they were still trying to find another guy in there. If, if they strike out maybe on some of those graduate transfers, um, I do think he's he's probably the next candidate, especially on defense, that would – that would be up for a scholarship. You're right about the height, Dylan. They lose six foot six from uh, from Butler clearly, and Matt Eaton was what six four, six three, six. I think six four. He six, was listed four. at. Um, yeah. And this Cager could have come in and been there because they don't have anybody other than the tight ends, right? And and look, Charlie Kohler is going to carry this team. <laughs> uh, he's my guy. Um, but they don't have a wide receiver that's got the you know the six five. Alan Lazard, the six six Butler, the six four Eaton, even Marchie Murdoch, I think was like six two. They don't have a lot of height in that spot anymore, do they? Yeah, they have like a, a like a Jalen Martin who's six three, I think. Okay, skates is like a six two, six three, I believe. Um, and that's kind of what is going to be interesting. You mentioned the tight ends, and I think Charlie Kohler is the the perfect spot um, for that tight end. So, what do they do with Chase Allen? Does he? kind of rotate in there. Do they flex him out as a wide receiver look a little bit? Because he's about six six now. He's a little bit thicker, um, you know, than, than some of the wide receivers they've had in the past. He's um, you know, a little bit more built I think than Hakeem Butler was. So does he play a little wide out or, or does he kind of stick at tight end and then they kind of work do they work double tight ends? Do they work um, you know, the fullback in there with Dylan Sainer? I think there's there's still some things that they're probably figuring out, and maybe some things they'll test out in spring ball if if he'll he'll be a good fit out there. Because I think Chase Allen probably played um, you know the bulk of his high school career as a wide receiver as opposed to a tight end. So I think there, some of those possibilities certainly exist. So we go over to basketball, and I, I think most Cyclone fans would like to hear more football talk because <laughs> yes, they would. Saturday was just it was a gut punch. This team a week ago we're talking Big Twelve championship, regular season title. What's it going to take? And then to drop this home game. It's one thing to lose to Kansas State, 
2015, getting Dean Wade back at the time. But to lose this one to a TCU team that had been so bad on the road, this one stings, I think, even more, Dylan. Well, losing it, for sure, but losing it in the fashion that they yeah. did, where they got up nine early and then just gave up an unbelievable run. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they got it closed a couple times, but then just, you know, every time they started to make a little push, they it, it kind of gets snuffed out. So overall, they were just kind of dominated on both ends. Um, you know, when you shoot that poorly from outside, for Iowa State, that, that's a team that probably needs to rely on its guards a little bit. Um, they didn't get much there. Uh, the interior defense on the other end, Oof. really poor. Um, the ball screen switches, and, um, you know, it just it, it, nothing was working right. And I said at Trent before uh, I jumped on here that it was kind of the confluence of everything that could have probably been poor or gone poorly uh, did that day, and, and that's what's going to happen. So, um, yeah, it, it kind of is, is interesting because the um, NCAA or the bracketologist came out with the the top mm-hmm. 16 teams or whatever, like an hour before tip-off, and then um, a couple hours later, Iowa State uh, goes and drops that game. So really kind of, um, you know, they, they start getting this national respect as, as the top four seed. Um, the top four seed, in fact, and then um, have that loss is, is pretty tough afternoon. No doubt about it. Shayok's been terrific from the free throw line. He really struggled from three. Horton Tucker offensively. They're, they're going to have those games where just nothing is falling, although for Shayok, seemingly, it's been the last three games where there's almost been a lid over the bucket for him. He just, I don't know, he's just snake bit. But it's the the alarm, I think, was sounded on the defensive end of the floor, Dylan. I, I, I think, to, I mean, it's inexplicable that if of, of the 33 TCU made baskets, 21 were either layups or dunks. That's not playing any defense at all. No, they, they were just getting whatever they want inside, and um, you know, it, it almost even if they would have played well offensively, that's that's still kind of a formula for for you to get beat. So yep. I don't really know, um, you know, necessarily what the answer is. It just seemed like miscommunication all afternoon, and um, you know, obviously they. We talked about Cameron Lard as a presence. He needs to be that. Yep. Um, you know, Jacobson um, has played out of position probably all season at the five, but uh, and he had a good day offensively. He's probably the one guy that you could offensively, play, you know, yes, play, yep. offensively yep. played well, but defensively, it just nothing was in sync and rhythm. Um, you know, so I, I don't know what the answer is. And um, you know, the, the thing now is they have a week to figure it out, but they they got to go to Manhattan and, and test it out mm. again. So uh, not the easiest bounce back uh, you could hope for. The octagon of doom awaits for uh, the Cyclones coming up on Saturday. What does this say about this team? Is it, we just saw a couple of, not even two hours previous, they're ranked in the top 16 by the committee. I think number 13 is where they are. They were projected as a four seed. Is this a concern going forward that maybe this is the first crack of this team, uh, what we've seen at least in 2019? Yeah, uh, um I mean, obviously, there's there's concern. Uh, I I think that they've they've obviously not trended probably great um, since the Ole Miss game, even though they have won a couple. Uh, they've kind of grinded it out, but um, you know they, they're going to need Shayok to be yep. you know back to what he was early in the Big Twelve season. They're going to need Lindell Wigginton to kind of um, be consistent. He had a couple threes, but it was four for five from the three free throw line. So I guess that part, if you want to look for anything encouraging, that was a that was a nice time, but. Um, they they need consistency out of those guys. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I still think they're probably the most talented team in the Big 12, but it's still fitting all those pieces together, um, having the, those guys play well. You can't, um, you know, even if you cut that run in half in the in the first half instead of 27-4, to four, 
if it's 13 to four, <laughs> um, then you still kind of give yourself a chance. Or if it's 20 to, to four, uh, but uh, it's almost impossible to kind of come back all the way from that kind of run. And um, especially like we've mentioned with the kind of defense. So it, it's going to be interesting to see in what way they respond um, on Saturday. Well, the three points are three point basket is such a, it's, it's such a staple of this team. And when they're making it, they're, you know, it's in all likelihood it's going to go their way. But this Saturday, live and die by the three. Shayok one for seven. Weiler Bab three for seven. Wigington two for five. Seven out of twenty four overall for this team, uh, and a team that relies on the three uh, that played a huge role. And then the lack of defense, I um, you can tell why this one didn't go their way. Maybe looking right there. Yeah, I think so. And um, it, it is kind of interesting because. I think they're a little bit different than Iowa State teams of the past where, you know, you talk about the mid-Fred Hoiberg era where they they absolutely had to make threes. And I think this team does too, but um, they have other elements to them, like the defensive end that has been successful in the past, um, you know, this season. But just for whatever reason, um, you know, like I mentioned, mis- miscommunication kind of uh, ruled the day there um, for that group. So I, I don't know necessarily what the answer is, but, um, you know, Shayok has been so good all season and then kind of has hit a spot. Um, you know, what, what pulls him out of it um, is, is going to be fascinating to watch. Dylan, last thing from me, Saturday, Kansas State. We'll talk more about this with you on Friday, but it's pretty simple. A chance at a regular season title, it's a must-win, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think, um, you know, dropping a home game to a TCU, one, you obviously – um, weren't thinking. I, th- I think I would say was probably counting on you know winning out at home or at mm-hmm. least um, you know losing maybe to a Texas Tech. But TCU kind of puts the the onus on them to go win another on the road. Um, now they got to be perfect at home if they want a chance. And then you got to win probably at Kansas State. You got to win at West Virginia. Got to probably go win at Texas too. Um, I, I yeah. just think it, it kind of uh, you know it really um, narrows the gap, narrows the margin of error. Uh, for them. So, yeah, I, I think they've kind of, um, you know, with that Baylor game, even though that has turned out not to be necessarily a bad boss, um, and and now the, the TCU game, I, I think that has kind of, um, you know, narrowed some of what they, they can do on the back end there. So, it, it's yeah, I don't think they kind of have any more mulligans. They, they're, they're out now, and they they got to go take care of business in, in some pretty tough environments. No doubt. Dylan Montz, Ames Tribune, AmesTrib.com to read Dylan and uh, Travis Hines and the entire paper. AmesTrib.com. Thank you, Dylan. We'll talk to you on Friday. Enjoy your week. Thanks, guys. Take care. Yeah, appreciate it. Dylan Montz checking in. So seven games left for Iowa State. Three mm-hmm. of, three on the – no, four on the road, three at home. Home games. Ranked them in, in order of – Difficulty. Well, I guess the Texas home Tech would be. They've yeah. got here's the home slate that they've got left. They've got Baylor a week from tomorrow. They've got Oklahoma uh, two weeks from today, and then they finish out the year home to Texas Tech. Tech, Baylor, Oklahoma. I agree with you. Here's the roadies: K State, TCU, Texas, West Virginia. It's not easy, Trent. I mean, the West Virginia game, Kansas lost there. They did. I have to think that. Um, Will that be senior? It has to be, and I don't. Yeah. Know, I'm not sure who they're going to say goodbye to, but it's the final home game. Ahmad, he's a senior. Yeah, there you go. So yeah, he's a nice player. He's yep. their team this year <laughs> with Kanate. Yeah. Huh? Yep. So senior day at West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Now that's number four of the list. Of I games. agree. The top of the list is Saturday. K Saturday. K State. Although Texas is tough. Texas they is are. tricky, and I they match up well with Iowa State too. Mm-hmm. 
that Iowa State K State game still bothers me. Just the the last couple of minutes of the game. Mm-hmm. Well, Trent, they you don't lose like that at home. How how long did they go without scoring? Oh. Final two minutes, I think, of the yeah. game. Um, and, and Brown just took over. Was it like a nine nothing run to end the game for K State or something like that? Seven nothing, nine nothing, something like that. I think you're right. That rings a bell. I mean, they were nor- Iowa State was in Northwestern spot in right. that basketball yes. game, except they were at home. Except that they were at home, right? Right. And and they didn't hit a magical three. I think Brown just had an uncontested, you know, waltz to the bucket for to 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 score the go ahead points. Yeah, boy, oh boy. K State one, Texas, Texas two, two, TCU three, West Virginia four. And he can lose. They could lose all four of those. They could win three out of four. They could win all four. This team is helter-skelter. So if they go 6-1 and one down the stretch, and I don't think that they will. Okay. But if they go 6-1 and one down the stretch, where does that finish them up at in conference? 13-5. And, and a share. At least a share. At le- I still think it's a share. Well, if that includes a win against Kansas State. It would. And Kansas State loses on the road at Texas tomorrow. Yeah. That their one loss cannot be this Saturday yes, against yep. Vake because K State would have the season sweep. They need to you pull them. Have that yep, one. You need to pull them back towards right. you. But I could find four losses for K State. I really can. Okay, find them. Texas, at Texas, uh, at Texas. Okay, Iowa State on Saturday. Okay, at Kansas. Okay, three. At TCU, or home for Baylor. That was mm. a nip tuck game. Yeah, but it was in Waco. It was. I okay, four. I mean I don't I, think that I think three is the what's the most likely amount of losses two is that I where you are I would say I think they'll beat Iowa State on Saturday yeah Wade's going you're probably right and if it does it's it's uh, any hopes that Iowa State's going to win this conference flush them right down the turret no yep. all right we got a paid segment coming up tax day is uh, well it's not too far away right uh, what's speaking the of the cyclones Mike Hammond was in yes, San Antonio he was so we'll uh, we'll talk to Mike Hammond. Uh, when we come back, Scott Dockerman coming up at 11.15 or thereabouts. Uh, give us some time for me to work on my pronunciation of, pronunciation of Wieskamp before we get Doc in here at 11.15. Wheezy. Wheezy. Um, and then uh, Rob Doster. We're going to close out a Monday here. He covers college basketball on a national scale. Boy, Duke put on a show. They put on a show. They controlled that thing. I watched it in Fast Forward Did after you? I got home Saturday night. It just wasn't very entertaining. I wasn't entertained by the game, Trent. That's why yeah. I spent so much time on you and I uh, and Drake. I mean, that that game had more of my attention than Duke and Virginia. Well, hopefully Virginia gives us a good one tonight Yeah, North Carolina, Carolina right? Yeah. That's the early spot. And what's late? Big 12, what have we got? Uh, the ESPN game will be TCU hosting Kansas. Okay. Toss-up type of game. Uh, with, the, with the game in uh, in Fort Worth, I'll give you that. But Kansas probably has to get this one if they're going to be in that conversation. They, uh, You're right. Their margin for error is kind of like Iowa State's. Mm-hmm. We will uh, come back. We'll uh, hear from Mike Hammond, uh, Scott Dockman, 11.15, Rob Doster, 11.35. If you miss any portion of the program or want to hear it again or a guest again, you can go to KXNO.com and click the podcast link, and most of them uh, will be there. It's Miller & Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. <laughs> Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO.
we continue. Tax time draws closer. Uh, Mike Hammond's back in with us. Mike, good to see you again. How you been? Very good. Thanks, Ken. Thanks for having me. I'm uh, surprised you found some time for us as we're getting closer to that magic day of April Always the 15th. Always time for you. Well, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. And uh, I know I'm on your I'm on your uh, calendar. You're going to be seeing a whole lot more of me. Trent, have you got your appointment yet? Not yet. I always wait to the last minute and make it difficult on you. I okay? always count on you, and you being the last minute. We got you down. We're early April is what I get. What is the best time to do it? I mean, is sooner better than later? That is a really good question. The truth of the matter is, is, is we start getting a lot of tax forms out. So I filed some tax returns uh, uh, up to date. But truth is, is, is if it's very complicated, uh, a lot of tax forms don't come until mid to late February. Mm-hmm. And so my biggest fear always is, is filing a tax return, and all of a sudden we get that infamous call, and the call says, "Oh, I've got one more form. Yeah. Now what do we do?" So, so you know, a, a simpler return. Early on is fine, but when they get more complex, a lot of moving parts, I prefer February 15th and beyond. Uh, what about delays? A lot of people, I mean, is there still a lot of people that will file a delay in, fi- in, in filing their taxes? An extension? An extension, that's yeah. what I meant to yeah. say. Yeah, absolutely. There's, there are some folks that do it. I don't find taxes any more fun in July than they are in March. <laughs> exactly. And You're just postponing the inevitable, right? postponing the inevitable. <laughs> and so there are some cases in which we file extensions. And, of course, the last day, the 14th, 15th of April, when we're, we're filing extensions. But I try to get people through as soon as they, the possible. If you want a refund, I think a refund in April is a lot better than a refund mm-hmm. in August. Yeah, I agree. So if you file an extension and you're getting a refund, do you still have to? Do you, are you penalized on that? You for are not penalized late? for that. That's a great, great question. You're not penalized. If you file an extension, you're not penalized for a late mm-hmm. filing anyway. But if you do file an extension and then you have a tax due, then you have interest owed on the balance that's due. Mm-hmm. So therefore, filing a, a, a an amended returning filing it, you know, within the six month time frame up to October fifteenth doesn't delay necessarily you having to pay the taxes. It just d- d- or it just adds interest on top of that payment. And so what typically happens is on April 15th, we file an extension, but we don't have our records put together, for example, or something's going, going on. What I generally suggest people do is make some sort of a payment towards your obligation if, in fact, you're going to owe. And that way, at tax time, say we file it October 10th, then if we have, we've overpaid the estimate, then we get the refund back. If we've underpaid, we don't have as much outstanding. Therefore, you don't have as much interest due. Uh, last time you were in, you told us that uh, you were at the Alamo Bowl in San Antonio. Now the Big Ten, Big Twelve tournament. Well, and the Big Ten, but the Big Twelve is is uh, fast approaching. Will you make your way down to Kansas? Have you been there in the past, and will you go back this year? I have not been in the past because this funny thing called tax. You're time. a little busy, right? Yeah, but I I have I have a TV and we move it from CNBC to uh, whatever channel's carrying it, and uh, and we we keep an eye on them. But I don't get a chance to go to the tournament. Would love to. This Iowa State basketball team has been so much fun to watch. There's also a possible path of them playing here in Des Moines. Certainly got to keep winning games going forward and to make that work out. But as you watch this Cyclone team, just so many weapons, an incredible team to watch. What's the upside in your mind? I mean, how good can this team be? This is scary. If they get all on the same page and they pretend to play well, final. There's a, a final four. You're gonna go there. I mean, I, 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 I know on a certain day, but they 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 spank Kansas pretty good. I mean, on the right day in the right circumstances, they could run a Sweet 16 for sure. Mm-hmm. Put them down for Sweet 16. Okay, I think that's uh, fair. And and that eight possible a Final Four if chips fall their way. I hate to put that much pressure on them, but it's possible. 
Yeah, look at you. There's a lot of national pundits out there that have said the same thing. Watch out for this Iowa State team. Uh, tax day is the 15th of April. How do people get a hold of you? As a full disclosure, you are both Trent and my tax <laughs> professional. I appreciate that. Uh, look, look us up. Our website is yourvisioniowa.com. Our phone number is 440-1133. Love to work with you. Give us a call if you have any questions. Give us a call if you can help. And you're on 22nd Street in West Des Moines. The 22nd Street, West Des Moines. That's it. Good to talk to you, Mike Cam. I appreciate you coming in. Uh, Miller and Condon continue on. We're on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO.